This is Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good Tuesday afternoon. Yes, Tuesday, because hopefully you had an opportunity to enjoy Holiday Monday. And I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm sure some of you, because the weather was so nice, you planned a barbecue, a chance to maybe share a glass of wine with friends, because long weekends can be all about the socializing and all about the food. What happens, though, when that long weekend ends and for some people the food continues to the point where you are obsessed with food. This hour, I want to talk about something. We've talked about Alcoholics Anonymous before. We've talked about a lot of different addictions. Haven't really talked about an addiction to food. And there is an organization that is looking after those people, supporting those people. And it is the Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous program. Part of the anonymity is, I'm just using their first names, not their last names. But I want to introduce Joe to the program. Hello, Joe. Hi, Angela. How are you today? Good. Thanks so much for joining us, Joe. And on the other line, I've got John. Hello, John. Good day, Angela. Thank you for your uh, support of this program. Well, you know what? Uh, When I found out about this, I thought, uh, do other people know there's uh, an addictions program for people who struggle with food? And it was new to me, so uh, I thought maybe some of my listeners would find it new and interesting as well. I want to start with Joe. Joe, can can you give me a bit of your history and how you came to be part of the Food Addicts in Recovery? Sure can. Thank you. Um, yes, I, um, I came into the program five years ago um, at a, a high weight of 368, and I have to say this, 0.5 pounds because, you know, I wouldn't want you to think that I was uh, certainly lying about uh, how heavy I was. So I always add that 0.5 on just to make sure that I'm being honest. Um, and I want to say also, because I don't often say this part of what's going on for me with food, at one point in my adult life, I also weighed 99 pounds and was um, in an outpatient clinic for anorexia. Um, I found out about the program because I was... Um, turning 59, and I did not have any health problems at that point other than sleep apnea, but I knew that I was an accident waiting to happen, and I went to my doctor and said, you know, what am I going to do? And she said, I don't know, but I've got an idea. I'm going to send you to another, to an endocrinologist, and I went to see an endocrinologist, and he told me that there was really nothing he could do for me other than the fact that he had one thing to tell me, and that was that there was absolutely no way that I was ever going to lose the weight that I needed to lose unless I had surgery. Um, So I thought, okay, and I went about looking into having bariatric surgery, and I was approved for that and got right up to the moment that, you know, it was signing on the dotted line, and I asked a question about what type of support there was going to be for me after I had surgery. And the answer that I got back was, oh, you know, once a month we get together for, um, for an hour. And, you know, people who have surgery and some of, our, some of our professionals here get together and we just talk about how things are going on. 
you know, Angela, something stopped me right there and said, that's just not going to work. I have a much bigger problem than something that's going to be addressed once a month and um, decided to walk away from that, for which I am I'm very grateful. But I did decide that I was going to have lap band surgery, and at my pre-op appointment, I, um, my doctor said, hey, hang on a second, I want to tell you about this organization that one of my patients is, is in and has been very successful, and she handed me a trifold, a pamphlet about food addicts in recovery, and she said, I would suggest that you go to these meetings after just to get support. And I went to one of the meetings before, and people there had had lap band surgery and said, you know, you don't need it. And I thought, nah, you don't know. You know, you, you don't know my story, and I, I went ahead and had it. Um, and that was a very expensive surgery to have. And I never really used the lap band, and I can explain that if somebody wants to know that, about what that means. But then I started going to meetings, and I got a sponsor. Um, I now weigh 250 pounds less than I did when I walked in the door, and I have been maintaining that weight for about 18 months. And what I discovered was that I never needed to have the surgery, and I've never used the lap band, as I said, and just recently had it removed. And it made no change to my weight. My weight is stable. Um, I have the support that I need. And I'm just really grateful because I had no idea um, how to stop. As you said, Angela, you know, you have a nice long weekend and you eat. I had no idea how to stop. And this program has shown me the way to do that. Joe, I definitely want to go back to the lap band in a second, but I, I want to bring in John just to get a little bit of your backstory as well, John, and how you came to be part of the Food Addicts in Recovery. Yes, absolutely. So I came in uh, 20 years ago, and my weight fluctuated between 30 and 50 pounds a year. So some people are very, very obese when they came in, when they come in, and some people, like myself, were just really obsessed and spent my life trying to control this thing called food. And I had a, what was, what was really uh, very prevalent for me is that my, my moods correlated with my weight. So it, I was up and down in terms of depression and rage and unpredictability and unmanageability and impulsive behavior. I was just like an alcoholic but I didn't have a problem with alcohol. Some people can just stop drinking when they want to stop drinking, and some people, when they drink, it sets up a craving in the body and an obsession in the mind, and that's exactly what was happening to me, except I thought there was something wrong with me, and so I kept going on diets and kept exercising uh, like crazy and, and, and obsessively trying to control my weight and my diets and my food, and I just, once I, I, I could be on a diet for a certain amount of time, but once I got off my diet, I just couldn't, uh, I, I, I said, oh, I'll start again tomorrow. And then I would sometimes binge four to five hours. And, and it, it just got really unmanageable until I went to, a friend of mine brought me to an AA meeting, and, which led me to this program. And I'm just like, I, I could really identify with the alcoholics, 
but I could stop drinking when I wanted to, but I couldn't stop eating. And it was just, it, it was an obsession in the mind that I just couldn't shut off. Once that started, uh, it just became uncontrollable. John, I'm so glad you mentioned about AA because you're right. People go to Alcoholics Anonymous and they know their life is going to be one without alcohol. You can't really do that with food. You can't just say, stop eating. So now, maybe back to you, Joe. How does this program get you to be less obsessed with food? Well, I mean, certainly we, you know, it, it is a 12-step program based on, you know, based on the 12 steps of AA. And so as we work through the steps, you know, that certainly helps. But what has helped me is that um, I have a sponsor, the same way that, that, you know, people do who are in AA. And my sponsor helps me, you know, deal with food. There is a, a an abstinence um model, I guess, if you will, that, that we have in, in FA, um, and it is no flour and no sugar. And I, you know, I am an Italian, um, Italian background, and I thought, how am I ever possibly going to not have flour um, and, and sugar, but, you know, for that matter, but certainly flour. And, um, you know, by working with a sponsor and the support that I get from my members, you know, I, I never thought that I, I could walk into a room full of strangers who were going to offer me support, you know, telephone support. You know, for example, I, you know, um, John and I can have conversations about, you know, what's going on, and he can help me and guide me, and I can, you know, I can help and guide other people. So I have a sponsor. I have sponsees, so people that I guide. I talk to other fellows. I go to meetings because in those meetings, that's where I find people who are in recovery from food addiction. It's just I'm not alone. Before I was alone in front of my computer trying to find low-calorie low chicken recipes, thinking that that was going to be my answer. I now have a place where I can go and I can hear recovery from other people who know what this feels like and how to deal with it. Okay, I've got lots more questions, but I have to take a break here. So I'm uh, going to put both uh, Joe and John on hold here, and hopefully I won't lose you in the meantime. Uh, Let's give that a go. I'm Angela Coca. You are listening to Calgary Today. We're talking uh, to Joe and John, who are food addicts, and they are part of Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. Uh, obviously, I have to work on how to say anonymous. If you have any questions for them, 403-974-8255 is the number to text and call. But I've got a lot more questions for them, and I'll get to those after this. Uh, definitely getting uh, some text, 403-974-8255, on this whole topic of addiction to food. But I, I want to just continue my conversation with Joe and John before I insert some of these questions. And, and at 3.30, I'll even open up the phone lines. Joe and John, you're, you're good for the hour, aren't you? Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's great. So, uh, Joe, how do you know it's an addiction? Because uh, some people will say, well, I know there's drug addiction, alcohol addiction. How is this truly uh, an addiction to food? Um, for me, um, it was an inability to stop something that intellectually I knew I wanted to stop. Um, you know, I, I just, 
if if if, they, I, if I was out with six of my girlfriends or five of my girlfriends and they said, let's get a piece of dessert and six forks, what I was actually thinking the whole time was let's get six pieces of dessert and one fork, mm. um, you know, for me. Um, and it was something that I knew was making me miserable, but I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. I was either overeating massive amounts of food or I was restricting. Um, and, and those are two very different things for me. The restricting was about feeling powerful and in control. And the overeating was about life has gotten too difficult. I don't know how to cope with this. And so what I want to do is numb. And, you know, I was thinking about it today and I was thinking that it would be like me getting into the ring every day with Muhammad Ali and thinking that I was going to be able to, you know, to best him. And so what I wanted to do was not get in that ring anymore. I didn't want to fight. I just, I didn't know how to do it. So once I would start eating, one plate of food was never enough. It was always two. Um, and, you know, by the time you get to the weight that I get to, you spend pretty much most of your day thinking about, you know, what you're going to eat, how you're going to eat it, um, when you're going to eat it, how you're not going to eat it. I started hiding some food, um, you know, from from my spouse because I wanted to make sure that I got it. Um, and I just, I couldn't stop. I could diet. I could diet very well. Um, and I was actually a very good dieter. I just couldn't keep the weight off. It's probably was, back to that control, the right. dieting, right? Yes. Oh, the, no, the dieting was about the control. Mm. I could do it. But then I could only stay there for, you know, for 10 seconds before all of a sudden, you know, all bets were off and I was back in the food. How does this differ, though, and uh, I'll throw it back to John, from other eating disorders, John? So what if um, truly you're just a bulimic or anorexic or, you know, we've got a long list of eating disorders. So is there a difference between an addiction to just a disorder or is it one and the same thing? Well, that's a very, very good question, Angela. And for some, there are some kinds of eating disorders. For, for example, anorexia nervosa, is it, is it an illness that we really aren't able to help? We can't help all food-related um, disorders. What we're really talking about is people who really just can't stop eating or who try to control it through bulimia. I know I crossed that line into bulimia a couple of years before I came in here. And so for some, and you know what, the, the thing that, uh, the best thing is to come to a meeting, our, our, it's a free program. We're just, we're no experts. We just have one person helping another. Uh, my understanding of addiction, it's pretty simple, and that is it makes my life unmanageable. And I can define for myself what that is. It impacts my relationships. It impacts my life. It impacts every aspect of my life in some way or another. And it's not a be-all and end-all for all people who are struggling with food. The best thing, though, is to come to a meeting. They're free meetings, free program, and just see if there's something here for you. If you're finding that you just can't stop eating when you want to stop eating. And that's what we have. An, that's what we offer. And so my weight hasn't fluctuated now more than five pounds in 20 years. But it's a it's a daily program, just like AA. And as you say, it's very difficult because AA has a very clear definition of sobriety. We don't drink, but you can't have that. You have mm-hmm. to eat, right? So we have a very clear definition, as Joe was saying, about abstinence: that we don't eat sugar, we don't eat flour, 
and we're given a very structured program. It is really for people who have are, have gone around the block and have tried dieting and and have really come to the end of their road uh, with trying uh, to, to have a solution with their food. And people know there are some people that just are struggling with this, and most of it is done alone. And there are people who don't struggle with food, who can have enough dessert, who can walk away. And uh, so we're not on some kind of any kind of a bandwagon to try to get, you know, the world changed around eating habits. We just are offering a simple program for people who are struggling with this. And Joe, maybe uh, go back to that idea then of the uh, what, what you are eating then, because is it in a way just another form of control and obsession with food? No, I don't, you know, I don't feel that way. What I feel is that I have freedom um, from, from, thinking about, from thinking about food because with my sponsor, um, I am, you know, I am, I'm, I'm given a food plan that, um, that takes the guessing out of it for me. It gives me a discipline around food. I, you know, I, I weigh and measure what I eat. And so I don't, it gives a freedom. And mm. it's, it's a difficult, that is a difficult concept to, to explain. And, um, you know, maybe, uh, John can, can weigh in here if he can help me with this one. But I no longer have to obsess about food. I, I know what I'm going to eat. I know, you know, I know how I'm going to eat it. And it, and I actually have a capacity to do a whole lot more with my life because I'm not obsessing about food. And you know what? I want more on that. I want to take a break. And I've got people saying, how do I find a meeting? Um, Quickly, it's just foodaddicts.org. Is that the best website? And on that website, you'll be able to find meetings all over the Alberta area. And I can give some information Perfect. on the Calgary area when we come back. Yeah, that sounds great. Okay, uh, Joe, I'm putting her on hold, John on hold. And uh, I've got uh, Joe and John with Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous. And if you'd like to call with any questions or text, you know the number, 403-974-8255. Talking about food addictions and whether or not you're struggling with it as well. I'm Angela Kokot. You're listening to Calgary Today on News Talk 770. Well, I have covered a number of different addictions from drug addictions, alcohol addiction. I haven't really ever talked about food addictions in this format. I mean, you know, we've talked about food and eating disorders, but Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous is an organization that is similar to Alcoholic Anonymous. I apologize. I want to make sure I've got Joe and John on hold so I'm not going to lose anyone. Uh, and uh, Joe and John, either of you take this question because someone says, so if this is like, Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, do you have a focus on God or a higher power? Are you a religious program? Who wants to take that one? I can cover John. that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you asked a very good question before the break, Angela, about is this just another obsession when you have boundaries around your food and you weigh and measure your food? And without a spiritual foundation, it would just be another diet. But just like AA, it is... we. We help people find some kind of a power beyond their craving to help with this. It has nothing to do with religion, and it's not religious. Um, people find that higher power in their own individual way, and our, help, our, our purpose is to help people find that power, hmm. because it's got to be bigger than a craving, because in your own mind, this is predominantly a mental illness as much as it is physical, and it's certainly a spiritual uh, solution. But your mind can't stop you. Once, you. once you've crossed the line into addiction, 
your mind can't stop you from doing that. You have to find some kind of a power. This is our experience. Is there, Joe, at some point that people would have to go and seek professional help? Because with alcoholism, you often hear that there's this is the symptom of a deeper problem. Would there be some point that someone is part of food addicts that they would have to go get professional help? That's also a very interesting question, and I can tell you that in my particular situation, I did a lot of that. I spent a lot of hours trying to figure this out um, in, a, in a professional office, you know, um, psychiatrist, and trying to figure out why I, I, could, I couldn't stop eating or I was controlling my food. Um, for me, I believe that the answers are in the program that I'm working um, I have found a way here to have growth and a spiritual program that, um, that has helped me mentally and physically and spiritually to, um, to get my addiction under control that I personally did not find in a, in a psychiatrist's office or in a therapist's office. Um, you know, I, I think there's room for, for everything, um, you know, for people to get help. But for me, the answer was here. All right. We've got phone calls and text to get to. So enough questions from Angela. Let's go to the phones. Hello, Sarah. Oh, hi. Um, how are you doing? Good. Good. I just wanted to call in and say that um, I was able to find a lot of freedom and um, was able to overcome a food addiction uh, with the help of a, of a book called Overcomer, Overcoming Overeating. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if either of your, your callers had heard of that book before, but it just kind of gets back in touch with physiological hunger because we find so many different reasons to, to eat and most of them aren't hunger. Sarah, that, and so you were able to do it through a book. And Joe or John, yeah. have you heard of Overcoming Overeating? I know of that book. And, yeah. you know, we all have to find our own way. Right. And goodness mm-hmm. gracious, if, if you have found some strength with that and, uh, and worked that structure, you know, all, you know, good on you. And mm-hmm. uh, I think we all, there's so many different options available for food. And if you're really struggling with this, uh, we just offer one solution, not the yeah. only one. And Sarah, I want to go back to you, though, with the book, because what I'm yeah. really taking from food addicts is that support. Um, Joe talks about being a sponsor and having sponsees, I think was the proper term. But um, yeah. so uh, you were able to do it, though, just with a book, because sometimes some people need that community support. True. Yeah. Yeah. I think it definitely helps to have community. I feel like I'm kind of a lone ranger yeah. <laughs> in my mm-hmm. way of, of thinking and how I relate to food but um it's totally transformed my life i used to be over probably about 50 or 60 pounds overweight um and now now i'm like what we call my natural weight where i'm not not an excess um and i've been there for probably five eight five to eight eight years or so. wow and that wouldn't have been uh, the sarah from 10 years ago no i was like yeah i was probably close to I was Wonderful. very overweight. <laughs> well, Sarah, th- thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. That was overcoming overeating. And as John yeah. says, you know, it's, they're not saying that this is the only way you're ever going to get control of an addiction. Uh, let me get in a couple of more phone calls here and squeeze in some texts. 403-974-8255. Hi, Paul. Are you still there, Hi, Paul? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, your thoughts or questions for Joe or John? A couple of thoughts, actually. Uh I've been an avid uh, listener of your radio show, and that's um, an okay addiction. That's an okay addiction to have, <laughs> and a uh, long-term uh, food addict. 
Um, let me tell you about an experience I've had. Uh, I've been battling uh, diet exercise for, for maybe 20 years. Um, what I was able to do was I was able to, it's all based on your hormones. It's all based on no diet book, but if you cut out certain food sources that we get in our Canadian food supply, mm-hmm. uh, once you control the hormonal aspects of it, your your addictions will go away. Mm. Uh, I lost very fast, lost about 40 pounds in about a six-week period, and all I did was I eliminated all sources of carbohydrate. Well, well that, could go back to, that could go back to, Joe, your comment about uh, no flour and no sugar. No Correct. sugar, no flour. Yes. And it was uh, amazing because if we live, eat like our ancestors, we came from the jungle, right? Hunter-gatherers. You know, these indigenous populations never develop diseases that modern mm. uh, Americans or Canadians do. Yeah. And because we are, you know, it's the food industry, it's the health uh, establishment, it's all the people that are supposed to look after our health that don't. So you have to sort of edu- educate yourself. So forget about diet books. You have to basically not eat like uh, modern day people. Nothing <laughs> yeah. in a box, nothing, nothing, nothing that comes in a box, no. nothing yeah. that has to oh, you, you bring you up a great real point. food. Uh, Paul, just let John's just going to respond to you, okay? Yeah, you bring up a great point because we could all probably be healthier with a less processed food, right? And eat eat more natural foods. And the difficulty is is thank goodness that you were able to learn that, and and all of us could learn that. But for some of us, we know that, but we still go back hmm. to where to, this is where it becomes addictive. Even knowing it for us is not enough. We actually have to work some kind of a program of abstinence. Yeah. Paul, Paul, thanks for the call. And uh, I just want to take a break here because we've got more phone calls, 403-974-8255. And I've got to get to some of these texts as well. We are uh, talking to Joe and John, and we are talking about food addiction. I'm Angela Cocott. You're listening to Calgary Today. And if you are just joining us, we are talking about an addiction to food. And there is a group similar to Alcoholics Anonymous called Food Addicts in Recovery Anonymous, a 12-step program. Joe and John joining us this afternoon to take your phone calls and questions and texts, 403-974-8255. I hate to run out of time and still have people on the phone, so let's go back to the calls. Hello, Linda. I seem to be getting an echo. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I am. Yeah, hi. Hi. Yeah, my problem is I have a fatty liver, and I struggle with fruit addiction, which is maybe unheard of, but I was told by one of the doctors. I was anorexic when I was a child. Now I'm over 60, and I could live on a fruit. I don't need meat. I don't need anything. I don't tolerate meat. And as soon as I lose, like, 10, 15 pounds, then in no time I'm back again because I'm going back to fruits. Is there any suggestions how to overcome to stop eating fruits? Because I'm not eating artificial sugar. I'm okay with that. It's just fruits. I never have enough during the day. It has to be three, four apples and on and on and on. So, uh, so Joe or John, she's talking about a fruit addiction. Well, any, um, any, you want to you wanna respond to that, Joe? I'll start, and then, you know, please fill in. Um, You know, for some of us, um, it's also about quantities. 
Um, you know, as, as I explained earlier, I was never satisfied with one plate of food at dinner. It was always, it was always, you know, more than that. It was always two. Um, that is, if you weren't watching, if you were at my house for dinner, I wouldn't do that. But if I was alone, I would do that. Um, and so, Again, I think that this, you know, what is so great about the program that, you know, that I was, that I'm working is that there was humiliation attached for me to not being able to control my food. And when I walked in the room, I saw hope. I saw people who were exactly like me, who had that obsession and that, that need to overeat. And they showed me, they showed me the way to do it. Um, and it's, it's there that I found, I, you know, I found, I found the hope to replace the humiliation of not being able to stop. I certainly understand exactly where you are. That's where I, I was for a, a large part of my life. And um, going to the meetings and being with people to, to support me through that has been, have been, has been a lifesaver for me. You know, but someone might say, and Linda and Joe, someone might say, okay, so you're addicted to fruit. What's the matter with that? At least it's natural. Uh, Linda, what, what is your concern? You're saying that that's all you'll eat and that even though it's natural sugar, that causes you to gain weight? Correct, yes. And doctor says yeah. of those fructose, you know, anything that's too much is too much. Right. It's to the point. And that's what I'm addicted to. No. Like, so, honestly, like I'm saying, I can live without pasta, I can live with this, but when I put my hands on the fruit, it's almost like I have to have one on everything in that day. I'm going to be craving. It's just like mm. alcoholic. I can't yep. stop mm-hmm. it. Yep. So, it help on that. All of us have some kind of a uh, 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 an, uh, 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 an addiction to some kind of a food, have an individual binge food. And so we we would certainly be able to help you with having some structure around that, and you could work this program around any particular kind of food where, that you're having difficulty with. What we do promise here is that if you work this program, you actually get free. Not You, you don't just lose weight, because that's just a very small part of our program. You actually get neutra- what we call neutrality and freedom from the compulsion and the obsession with wanting to eat. That's what I wanted freedom from for years, and I didn't find it till I got here. So, Linda, you could still eat your fruit, but you wouldn't be so obsessed or addicted that you'd have to have uh, every, so much of it. Is that what you're saying, John, then, to Linda? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Linda, does that help? Yes, yes, it does. Absolutely. I would need the contact information. Yeah, you know what? Why don't I say it one more time? Foodaddicts.org. Foodaddicts.org is the great website. You can find out more about it and where the meetings are. And, John, tell us again how people in the Calgary area can check out a meeting. So we have three meetings in Calgary going on. And I think maybe the, the simplest one would just give the one on Saturday morning. We have Saturday morning, Monday night, and Wednesday night. The one on Saturday morning is at the Woodcliffe United Church, for those of us in Calgary. And we're at 10 o'clock in the north entrance there at Woodcliffe. And that's once a week then you'd have those yeah, meetings? We have, that's, we have every Saturday morning at 10, and then we have also one on Monday nights and one on Wednesday nights. But, Joe, as you mentioned, it sounds like, are you talking to your sponsor once a day, or how often are you having contact even outside of those regular meetings? Initially, I, um, I spoke with my sponsor um, once a day, um, and then in addition to that, I could reach out to other fellows. And so I'm, I've got support constantly, as much as I need it. 
um, you know, there, there are um, how many thousands of people um, at the last um, census, John, was there? There's over 4,000, correct? Well, yeah, it's actually about 8,000 people in our about organization 8, 000, worldwide. Okay, yeah. okay, worldwide. And, um, and so I am, you know, if I need that support, if I feel like what I want to do is, is take that first bite, I can pick up the phone and call someone who understands what I'm talking about and, and helps me. Hmm. Um, so... As you go on, um, you know, you, you've got a nice group of people who, you know, who are supportive. And, um, and I have friends in places that I've, um, I've never even visited. That's and, cool. um, you know, and it's great. It's All right, hold on here. We've got to take a traffic break. And I've got some more questions to get to. 403-974-8255. With a collision on the go in the southeast, traffic looking a little bit slow right now. Northbound on Barlow Trail as you approach Pegan Trail, that crash blocking off the left lane. Also seeing delays right now in both directions on Glenmore Trail in the south side through the southeast. Eastbound drivers backed up between Deerfoot and McLeod. Westbound drivers through the southwest also slow between Crowchild and Sarcy. And if you're southbound on Crowchild Trail, also looking backed up between 33rd Avenue and Glenmore Trail. Looking thickest right now between 50th Avenue and Flanders Avenue. Worried about debt? The Credit Counseling Society can help. It's a confidential and free service. Go to nomoredebts.org. All you've got to lose is your debt. For the News Talk 770 Traffic Helicopter, I'm Chris Duchesne. Good afternoon. I'm Jared Wilden in the News Talk 770 Traffic Center. Northbound on Crow Child. Not looking too bad just yet, but we are uh, definitely looking slow in the usual spot on the approach to 17th Avenue Southwest. You should be clear of it uh, just before you get to Kensington Road. Northbound Deerfoot Trail between Memorial Drive and just north of McKnight Boulevard. You're seeing delays through that stretch. Southbound on Deerfoot Trail. You start to get slow after the Capitol Bridge. It doesn't really slow down for you, though, until you hit Glenmore. From there, it stays pretty heavy until just before you get to Anderson. If you see anything else, you can let us know by texting us or calling us 403-974-8255. And let's take a look at our forecast. It was a beautiful day today. A few clouds tonight, the low 9 degrees. Tomorrow, increasing cloud and then rain, a high of 12. Thursday, chance of scattered showers, a high of 15. And Friday, sunshine and a high of 19. Right now in Calgary, 25 degrees. The weather brought to you by Global Bull and the Trial Analysis Court team travel to Miami with top criminal defense attorney J.P. Nunnally. Bull season finale tonight at 10 on Global. We've just got a couple of minutes left here with uh, Joe and John, both with the uh, food addicts. In Recovery Anonymous, and I want to say the website again because someone else just texted. It is foodaddicts.org. Uh, John, what if there are no meetings in your area? You can contact... That's a very good question. You can contact the website, and they will, and you will have a, a number that you can contact um, if you're in an outlying area yeah. where you don't have a meeting in your particular area. Okay, because now with the internet, oh, uh, yeah. Joe, there must be other ways of supporting people through this as well. Um, we, well, we have people who are um, what we call on the frontier, and those are people who are in in cities or towns without meetings. Yeah. Um, and we have you know people who will sponsor those people and and give them the support that they need to um, to work the program. 
Okay, a couple of more uh, questions. Well, actually, uh, this texter just pointing out when Linda was talking about her fruit addiction, um, says fructose is sugar, natural or not, the body treats it like sugar. And that's true as well, because some people say, well, at least it's a natural sugar, but what it's doing uh, physiologically is probably the same thing. Yeah, you, you must keep your blood sugar stabilized. Yeah. And excessive, any kind of excessive uh, fruit, uh, any, any food in excess for some of us, uh, can be very problematic. Yeah. Here's someone saying, four years ago, I cut sugar out of my coffee, two to three coffees a day. I saw incredible results combined with that and a little exercise. I've since gained the weight back, all the while keeping a relatively similar diet. What do Joe or John recommend? Can you help out that person at all, either of you? <laughs> well, we're, <laughs> we're certainly not nutritionalists. We're not experts. We're just one addict here helping each other, and we can offer some structure I think all I would say is, is it really problematic for you? And is your life unmanageable? Mm. And is it affecting all areas of your life? We're not a program that just helps you kind of manage uh, small aspects. It really is about a structure. For people who really are desperate and they really would would like a structure and support uh, this is what we offer. Yeah, and I guess that's the big difference, too. Uh, and I know on your website, you've even got a, a long list of questions whether or not you consider you're uh, addicted to food, because I think it goes back to, John, what you were saying. Is it getting in the way of your relationships, whether those be your family or work relationships? Joe, would you agree then? Those are some things you have to look at before you even think of checking out food addicts. Um, you know what? I, I, I think... And I think that sounds great, Angela, but I will tell you that if I had done that, I don't know that I would have walked in the door and found the hope that mm. I found. So I think it's, you know, I mean, I think the questions are great questions. Um, but what I, what I found was that by having that person-to-person contact and being able to talk to people who understood why I, you know, why I was eating and could offer me a solution, because the solution to my life's problems is not food. Mm. Um, you know, the solution is is working a program, having a you know a spiritual, mental, and physical you know recovery that I get from the people that I meet in the meetings and that I talk to on the phone. So while I don't discount those questions, I think those questions are very important. Um, I think if you answer, you know, one of them and it's a real problem for you and as, as John says, if your life is unmanageable, then I would certainly go to a meeting and, and you know, and hear what people have to say. And you well, don't need to feel, I think I just want to really follow up on that, you don't need to feel that you actually even need this program to come to a meeting. You could just be asking yourself, do I need this program? And you don't have to, you could... You could help assess with those 20 questions, but just come out if you're interested. Yeah. Anybody's in, or if you've yeah. got a family member that's interested, come on out. They're open meetings, and we just would glad, be glad to have you here. Well, you know what? Thanks so much for being on the phone with us, uh, foodaddicts.org. And maybe this texture sums it up. It's more than what we eat that affects weight. Hormones, stress levels also make a huge impact. Everyone is unique is the last line there, and I think that's an important note to uh, end on. Absolutely. Joe and John, thanks, th- thanks so much for telling us about this. You bet. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much for having us. Hey, you bet. Uh, Joe and John talking about um, an addiction to food. We've got news coming up next. Calgary Today with Angela Cocott. Weekdays at 3 on News Talk 770 Calgary.